Hello? Sorry, we can't come to the phone right now. It's girls' night. Hey, girlies. Welcome back. It's Shawnee. And it's Adela. And this is Girls' Night. We're the besties that give you the real deal on all those uncomfortable issues most people don't like to talk about. Today we have a special guest. It's me again. XOXO. It's Ashley. (laughs) What's your name? They should know. No, I'm just kidding. Hi, it's Ashley. Ashley's here today with us to talk about what it was like growing up Hispanic, being that we're three Hispanic women. I feel like we should have lots to say about that. We definitely do. So let's start off with um, how was everyone's week? Ashley? So my life is a little bit crazy. Okay. <laughs> it's always like a movie. I say it's like a lifetime movie that I don't want to be in anymore. Um, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but no, it was, it was fun. I'm basically towards the end of my semester, so it's technically final season. And I've been in and out of the ER which is just very uncomfortable. The way itself. she said that so casually. Yeah. Every, everything to me happens casually. What? Did I say that right? I don't know. I, they gave me drugs yesterday, so I don't know. Oh, girl. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, I had an infection on my leg that came out of nowhere, and it, it was getting worse and worse, even when they prescribed me stuff. So I had to go back, have the surgical team look at it, and then, yeah, I went to work the next day and everything, and it's just a roller coaster, but it's fun. How is everyone else? Definitely not as eventful. Um, nothing really happened, but I'm excited that it's season two. Yeah. I'm so excited to get back into it because we took a break, a, a longer a break long than we break. were expecting to, but it's been nice, like, just talking about what's going to happen in season two, and we're very excited, and there's a lot of new things coming, so that's that's been fun. Yeah, it's been really fun coming up with all of the concepts and ideas that we have planned for you guys. We can't wait to have you guys hear them and see everything that we got going on. So, so exciting. Ooh, even I'm excited. When you guys were doing your little, like, ideas for your photo shoot and stuff like that, I was like, wait, this is so cute. Like, I know. This is so cool. It's yeah. so fun. It came out real cute. Yeah, it's yeah. very professional vibes. You guys will see the pictures. Yeah, coming At out some soon. point. Actually, by the time we post this, they'll already be out. Oh, oh really? yeah. I just realized that. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Ooh. They're not ready. They're not. They really not aren't. Ready. I was telling Shawnee we need to do photo shoots more often, so we always have, like, content. Yeah. yeah. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard, yeah. yeah. like Because you, you got to do it all in one day is the thing. Like, bro. you shouldn't space it out that much because yeah. as, as soon as you have, like, a full day, it's yeah. easier to But the hard. weather's been literally wild. Yeah. So, like, trying to go out and, like, wearing basically nothing in the cold is not fun it's not it there was one day that we planned to do like a whole bunch of con literally like all three concepts that we had and it was um like snowing or hailing bro seriously and then it was raining and then it was cloudy then it was like windy as hell then it was a little bit sunny but it was raining again i was like what is this what is this yeah yeah Disclaimer, we are not professionals. We are just two women providing personal opinions and experiences to help others. If you or someone you know is in need of urgent care, please contact official professionals. Suicide hotline and abuse hotline have been provided for you in the episode description.
So let's get into it for today. So I feel like the first thing we should talk about in relation to growing up Hispanic, and I feel like it's the first thing people think about, or at least the first thing I think about, is like all the stupid superstitions that my friend Shawnee over here actually believes in. Um, but there's some like I was I was researching it just to have something to talk about, and there's some real weird ones. Like I'm gonna is <laughs> one that says you can't make tamales when you're angry, huh? or they won't fluff up correctly. <laughs> I've never heard that one. <laughs> there's like some really stupid ones out there. It's so funny. <laughs> there's a there's a whole bunch. Wait, tell us another one. Hold on, there's one. Oh, to get rid of fear, just eat a sweet piece of bread. Like you know the Hispanic sweet pieces of bread, like yeah. those little round ones with uh -huh. the sweet thing on top, like that. That's that's what the picture is showing, like fear? a sweet piece of bread. Yeah, to rid to get rid of fear, you eat a sweet piece of bread yeah you know what the thing is i know that a lot of, a lot of people don't believe in the hispanic superstitions but bitch let me tell you i fucking do okay i grew up we with know. them i live to like some of them i just they what are they called they're like my little like not mantras they're like my little like guidelines for life okay mm -hmm. like you don't let anyone boom your feet oh yeah okay because then one. you won't get married all right um you don't wear pink you don't wear red underwear when you're pregnant because it's not healthy for you then you won't be healthy during your pregnancy or something like that um when you're on your period you don't eat bananas you don't do your nails um you don't uh clean anything with bleach products and you don't wash your hair let me say that one when it comes to the menstrual stuff i believe to a t because every time i do any of those things then my next cycle is fucking a mess, like today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if anyone doesn't know by now, me and Shawnee are sisters, and I can say 100% that that is so fucking true. Yeah. I don't know if you guys curse on this show. No, we do. Oh, yeah. okay. What is it's this so, show? I know, everyone can say that. True. <laughs> it's so fucking true. You know why? Because I will tell all my friends, like, I don't get cramps. Uh -huh. And they're like, oh, you're so lucky, blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, what you can do is what I do. I don't wash my hair because, uh -huh. like, mine lasts three days, and I usually wash my hair every three days. So I'm like, don't wash your hair if you have a short cycle. Don't do your nails. Like, the, the fragrance kind of will, like, mess you up uh -huh. internally. And, like, it's all that stuff is true. Like, I could, like, dye and, like, toxins, like, affect uh -huh. your body. And they're like, what are you talking you about? Like, they crazy? think we're the crazy I know. People. You know what's crazy? When you look it up, when you look up the banana thing, because Aunt made me look it up the other day. Um, Aunt is my boyfriend. Aunt made me look it up the other day. And when I was looking it up, he was like, you're going to eat this banana. I was like, no, I'm about to get my period. I'm not going to eat a banana because then it'll be bad for me. He was like, please look it up and tell me what it says. It literally said, girl eat the banana and get your potassium and i was like no that's american mindset or something because i'm not eating a banana on my period yeah i'm like show me the scientific proof because i think that's all just in your head <laughs> adela will probably do it on purpose just to see i literally don't restrict myself with anything at all ever and like my cramps don't get worse or better with what i do or don't do it's yeah. just like some periods my cramps are okay and then maybe i like washed my hair the day i got my period and then did my nails and ate everything and i have a great period or like some periods are just bad and that's just how it happens for me i'm telling you I don't know. Do you guys go out with wet hair? Not usually. No, I usually oh. wash my hair. There you go. 
You don't go out with wet hair. No, I don't. <laughs> what is happening? Do you think you'll get sick? Do you think you'll get sick if yeah. you go out with wet hair, like outside in the cold? I mean, I feel like that's common sense because it's cold on your that's head. That's kind of a superstition, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it is. Because people don't believe that. And when you go to the doctor and you tell them, like, hey, I think I have a cold, and you're telling them, like, um, you know, like the story of, like, how do you think you got a cold and stuff and your symptoms. And you'll tell them, like, hey, I went out with wet hair. I think that might have affected it, too. They literally are going to look at you like, all right, bitch, that's not helping me at all. No. Really? I mean, no, I mean, I'll go out with, if I have to, I will, but I don't like to because then my hair gets really frizzy. Like, that's the only reason why I don't go out with wet hair. I'll usually, I'll usually wash my hair at night and sleep with it <laughs> so it dries naturally. Or I'll wash it if I know I'm going to be home and then it just air dries. But like if I'm gonna if I have to go outside and it's snowing and I have wet hair, I'll go outside. Or if it's raining or if it's winter, I'll go outside. When it's snowing. Yeah. You guys could see the face me and Shawnee just gave her. I mean I'll put on a hat because it's cold and your hair is wet, but like I'll go outside. I'm not scared of it. Wow, you live, like, on the brink of... Ah, what? You guys are crazy. Like, I remember my mom telling me all of this crazy shit when I grew up, and I would be like, what? Like, she would be like, you can't shower after you eat. Like, how is the shower going to affect my food in my stomach? You can't shower after you eat. I know that you can't swim after... No, yeah, you can't swim. Yeah, yeah no, but she would say you can't shower after... Like, I think you have to wait, like, 30 minutes to shower. And I'm like, how is that going to affect my digestive system? That makes no sense. The, the shower is not acid. It's not going to penetrate my skin and eat my food that I just ate. Like, what is the sense that that makes obviously going in the water is like the whole point of that is like you shouldn't exercise after yeah. you ate and swimming is exercise but like going to the shower just makes no sense like that whole salt thing and you can't like every salt grain that you drop is like seven years of bad luck or something really haven't you heard that no i know they like throw the salt over your shoulder like thing but know, isn't like that only the... after you drop the salt yeah yeah like when you drop it then you have to throw it over oh, your shoulder. yeah, yeah. You don't yeah. believe in that? No. Okay. Or what about, like, mirrors breaking? No. You don't, you don't believe in that? Luck? No. Really? Yeah. I feel like I should have been dead by now if that was true. When you were little, did you ever hear that if you step on a crack, you'll break your mother's back? Yeah. Did you ever step on a crack? Not in... Not... <laughs> <laughs> Not to be like, I'm going to purposely break my mother's back if I step on this crack, so here yeah. I'm going to step on it. But, like, I wasn't walking in the street watching where I was walking because I was scared to step on a crack. I feel like that's borderline OCD, so. <laughs> Guys, let me just say, all of third and fourth grade, I was watching my step everywhere I went, making sure I was to step on a crack. But And I love my mom's stuff. But one day when my mom made me mad in the fourth grade, I stomped on a crack so hard. I was like, break, break, break. Girl, then she got into that accident and she had to get back surgery. And I swore in the fourth grade, I swore it was my fault. Imbra. Did you know when you moved out, I talked to her about it? I left her a note and everything crying. You know, I don't even cry. One day I had this realization I was like, oh my God, I broke her back because I said, we were going to justice one day years ago. I had to be like six or seven. We were all going to justice. The store had closed and we were walking in the parking lot and mm -hmm. I accidentally stepped on the crack. Mm -hmm. Like I have severe, 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 like OCD, like 
I always have to step into tiles. I can never step like everything's calculated in my in my head. Everything's set a certain way. I don't know why, right? Mm -hmm. So I was telling her this was like two years, a year or two ago. I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I was the cause of this. Because I still to this day, I think stepping on a crack is breaking her back. To oh, this day. No. Really not. no, I can't. I can't. <laughs> like it, it's already been almost 21 years of living where everything is like super meticulous. So it's just how I live. If y'all can see Ashley right now rocking like an insane person. <laughs> <laughs> You know what else growing up Hispanic meant? Mm. I don't know about for if your household, like if you guys would do it, but like reusing absolutely every single item in your house, like um, the little like cans of cookies and like reusing it for like needles or like mm. band-aids or like something, you know, little like jars that we would have, let's say it came like for like corn we would then reuse it to like put like sauce or like some like oh absolutely something. yep like reusing absolutely everything when i say hispanics are the kings and queens of reusing and you know the reuse reduce recycle mm -hmm. they really fucking are no seriously every bag especially if it was a glass anything a glass bottle a glass jar you bet your ass we're going to reuse that. Like, this is a precious piece of item, and we are going to reuse it. I was going to say, that means you have, like, a wealthy household. Because if it wasn't, like, plastic, you know what I mean? No, we also did plastic, but glass is just precious. Yeah. I still, to this day, will look at a, at a glass. Mm -hmm. What the hell was it? That I, was, I was drinking, like, kombucha or something, mm -hmm. and I saw, I peeled the label, and I was we were watching something on the bed with Miguel, and he was watching me. And he was like, he was like, you're going to tell me that you like that bottle, aren't you? And I was like, it's such a cute bottle. Reuse it, bitch. Reuse it. It's a nice so bottle. Cute. I know. And it's like the amber glass bottle. I'm like, it's so pretty. But like, yeah, literally, I still would look at like a glass bottle and be like, wow, I could reuse this for something. That's smart. I reuse hella shit. Saving bags from Walmart, Target, whatever. Me too, yeah. Absolutely. I reuse it for everything. Literally, absolutely everything. Anything that anyone gives me, I try to find use for it for something at least. Yep. Dude, the candle, the, the glass candle jars i i use those for like to put it like cottons in and like that's smart for in my bathroom yeah that's smart as hell eco-friendly houses mm -hmm. yeah saving money yeah another thing about growing up hispanic it literally meant that only at least for us and i don't know for you but like we could only sleep over certain amiguitas houses only if our parents met their family oh yeah got to know them well then maybe they would consider them being able to stay with us first. And then we would then have a sleepover at their house. Probably I've only slept over four friends' houses in my life. I'll give yeah. Bitch, that's a lot. You're four. lucky. You're lucky. One of the four. <laughs> You're lucky. And it's funny because, like, the older kids in families, like Hispanic families, get, like, more strictness towards them whereas mm -hmm. like for me i was like i don't give a fuck mm -hmm. i literally was sleeping i've slept over so many people's houses even though oh, it rich. was it was the same for me like it was like they had to meet the parents yeah and even still my mom was like mm, i don't really like that one friend of yours like mm -hmm. you know what i mean like she would just tell me straight up like oh that one friend she just doesn't seem that good or something yeah. like that 
But I mean, I still would have people come over all the time. Mm-hmm. I would still, you know, this and that, but. Yeah. No, dude, I wasn't even allowed to sleep over my cousin's houses. Like, not even family. Like, she did not trust anybody. And people could only sleep over our house. Like, I was yeah. not allowed to go anywhere. The only way I slept over, like, my cousin's house, I think my brother was there. Mm-hmm. And, like, we went over to sleep. My parents had, like, these friends that had a farm. And they let us sleep over their house, but he went with me. Like, I I wasn't, like, allowed to go anywhere alone. Yeah. It was wild. And, like... Even, like, for people to sleep over our house, like, mm-hmm. she had to have met you and like you enough to let you sleep at our house. Yeah. I remember it took a, we were friends a year and a half before I actually stayed at your house and actually had a sleepover. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But never would I ever be able to, st- like, sleep over somebody's house. I remember, like, trying to ask and like friends would encourage me like yeah ask your mom ask your mom and like have you seen the like tiktok where it's like you're counting down in your head like three two one okay i'm gonna ask her now yeah i'm gonna ask her now <laughs> and that was literally me bro that was so me and i would like come up to her and be like mom can i sleep over shawnee's house no no she can come here but you're not going over there it's like damn I would tell my friends, I would literally be like, go ask my mom because she likes you and Mm. she'll say yes to you and not to me. And then she would like say like no in a sweet tone to like my friends sometimes. And then when they left. Yeah, and then when they left, she'd pull me aside. She'd be like, why you told them to ask me? You already know the answer was going to be no. I don't know them well enough. And I'd be like, damn, like. Yeah, yeah. That. that was me asking to go anywhere, like the mall. Mm-hmm. Like I remember, I used to like be like, "Let's ask her together," because she might say yes if we're together, or ask her when my dad's around, because my dad was more lenient, and then maybe I'll be able to go to the mall. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Or like asking one parent and then them being, but I feel like this is just a general thing with like mm-hmm. all parents of all cultures. Yeah. Being like, "Well, ask your dad." Mm-hmm. Like saying, telling your mom something, and then her being like, "You need to ask your father." Mm-hmm. And then going to him and being like, "Well, mom said, like, you know what I mean?" Yeah, just yeah. That back and forth, and it's like, ugh. Now as an adult, I kind of understand their perspective, especially like getting to know the parents and their family, and like you really want to get to know them first because you don't want to send your child into a home that you don't understand and that you don't know. You know, like everyone lives their lives differently. Yeah. Everyone doesn't live the life that the way that you are accustomed to. So I completely understand, but at the same time. When I was younger, I just thought it was, like, a pain in the fucking ass. No, same. Yeah. Like, hello, like, I just want to have a fucking sleepover and fucking talk about Justin Bieber and eat some junk and then come home. Like, that's it. Yeah, I was going to ask you guys that if you think that you're going to be the same way in the future with your kids. Um, when it comes to sleepovers, I think maybe, like, meeting the parents and stuff, but yeah. I also, I feel like Miguel and I have had this conversation where, like, it's kind of important for your, your kids, one, to trust you, mm. but trust you enough to also, like, know, okay, I'm in danger, and I'm not gonna try to hide it, I'm gonna call mom and dad. Yeah. So, like, get that relationship with your child where it's, like, you can go, but you need to know when you're in danger, and also, like, teach them what it means to be in danger. Mm-hmm. So, them being able to call you, because, like, I could see myself, not that it ever happened to me, but, like, being in danger and being scared to call my mom because I was scared to get in trouble kind of thing. Like, I don't don't want my kids to feel like that. So um, I feel like, yeah, I would probably want to meet the parents and, like, get to know who they are in the household because if they're, like, nudist, I don't really want my kids sleeping over your house. Yeah, I would definitely, I definitely want to get to know my kids' parents well, like very well. I want to get to know them for at least a while before I send 
you know, my child for a sleepover. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, you could stay there for the night or for the weekend. Like, well, a night. I don't know about the weekend. Yeah, yeah. I was say a night because the weekend's a stress max. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> but a night, you know, but it really depends. It really depends on like the situation and stuff. But I really do want to get to know the family first because you never know how people live their life. Yeah. Um, for me in the future, I feel like, I don't know, I do think about it now so more often because I feel like I was like meant to be a mom and stuff. So I take it more into consideration, like, what am I going to do with my kids? Like, how much am I going to allow them to experience in life? But I feel like just because of my experiences, I'm not going to hold back on my kid. I'm more so aligned with Adela where it's like, if you feel uncomfortable, just let me know. I know anything can happen, of course. But I feel like if I raise them well then, of course, I'll let them have some type of freedom. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to keep them locked in their rooms all day, every single day. That's crazy. Yeah. And I feel like our parents did that to try to protect us. And then, I don't know, I feel like it. everything always has repercussions. But I feel like our parents did the best with what they knew is what I always say. Yeah, so. it's definite. Um, but another thing, growing up Hispanic means that you have to have good manners and be respectful to any elder, yeah. even if they're disrespectful to you. Bro, that used to piss me off. Like, if somebody's, like, saying something rude or being disrespectful or, like, I just don't like them. Like, I don't want to talk to you, but I still have to. Like, I still have to be nice to you. Still have to say hello. Still have to give you a hug. And it's, to me, like, if my child was, like, someone's, like, oh, honey, come give me a hug. And they're, like, no, I'm not going to force my child to give that person a hug. Like, I feel like a child can tell, even if they can't speak yet, like, they can sense their aura or like mm-hmm. their vibe and if my child says they don't want to hug you you're not gonna get a hug from my child like I'm gonna respect their feelings and if they feel like they don't trust you or want to hug you for whatever reason they're not going to yeah, yeah you should be able to validate them have them feel validated and it's so funny because children the most are so straight up mm-hmm. like they'll tell you to your face okay I don't like you so I'm not gonna hug you yeah. exactly exactly if you spoke out of line, right, when we were younger to anyone that was older, it was disrespectful. Mm-hmm. And speaking out of line could be like, hey, I don't like you. I don't like the way that you're talking to me. I don't like the way that you did this to me. Um, I don't like the way that you're treating me. And it's like, hey, you're being so disrespectful. Mm-hmm. And then your parents would come into you, you know, like pull you aside and be like, why are you being so disrespectful? We didn't raise you like this and all this stuff. Like, I'm not being disrespectful. I'm just stating how I feel yeah yeah but it was disrespectful because yeah. you're not allowed to make th- make an older per- person feel uncomfortable just because they're older like get the hell out of here and if I'm being honest like family dynamics not really this new generation but like more so beforehand like how we were raised and how our parents were raised mm-hmm. family dynamics more so stems from like the ideology that your parents feel responsible for your actions instead of letting you be your own individual. And I say that because exactly what you guys are saying, like it's connecting in my head, like, damn, they won't let you speak your mind. Like, obviously if you were raised well, you're never going to be disrespectful. just because you're telling an older person, you don't like them. They think like, Oh, you're young. You're not wise enough to know what you're talking about when really you do. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, but it's not even that, like some parents will say like, Oh, 
Um, I'm so proud of my kid because of, you know, they got awards in school. Like, they're so smart in school. And they take it as their own accomplishments. And, like, when you're doing bad, it's like, damn, I'm I'm a terrible parent. Like, you're embarrassing me in front of other people instead of having you be your own individual. They take it as, like, their outcomes, basically. Yeah. 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 Like, like, you're not – when you have a child – you're raising a person and like you you're the person is not going to be you the person does not belong to you it's your child but your child doesn't belong to you it's you're not going to like be attached to the hip to them for the rest of their life like you teach them the morals and the respect as much as you can but that child becomes their own person and they can have their own feelings and their own thoughts and they can be different than yours they are their own person with different thoughts and like the universe and the world has shown them a different path than that you're on and it doesn't mean they're wrong and it doesn't mean you're wrong it just means it's different and I feel like Hispanic families like that concept is so surreal like they don't they can't grasp it yeah they can't understand that at all yeah and to each their own honestly but I truly believe that some parents like especially some Hispanic parents they breed children in order to like almost replicate themselves like have the mm-hmm. same exact morals like exactly what you said Adela they don't really want you to be your own individual with your own thoughts Mm -hmm. it's kind of like if it's not my way it's the wrong way yeah yeah exactly don't forget to follow us on instagram at girls night podcast underscore and on tiktok at girls night podcast so growing up hispanic also means that your mom and dad had to stay together no matter what because divorce did not exist Mm -hmm. especially if you came from a a religious family it was against the law yeah Mm -hmm. once you're married to this man you're with them stuck with them for life and they take that to the heart like the man can be the most awful person and they will stay with them because they promised to god that they would yep and a lot of not just in Hispanic families, but in a lot of families themselves, a lot of um, families feel like they need to, or a lot of parents feel like they need to stick it out for the kids because, you know, the they want the kids to see a happy home mm, or, you know, mm-hmm. a pretend, you know, little happy home, but it, it ruins the child. It literally ruins their, their mindset, their mentality, their you know, their concept of love, like, they, they know that you guys are fighting behind the scenes, like, they can hear it, they, they, they close their eyes, and they pretend that it's not happening, and they go to their friends, and they're like, oh, yeah, like, you know, my parents, they love each other so much, they love us so much, blah, 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 no, yeah, you're traumatizing your children, for me, it was different, because for me, I really did believe it as a child, and I never saw the fighting, and I never saw anything, to me, they were perfect, mm-hmm. and, like, yeah, like, they were, married couple and of course they would have disagreements but it was never anything like where I would be like oh this is toxic it was just you know a married couple um but as an adult I discovered the truth and then that was a whole like whiplash and like what the fuck was my life because it was all a joke and not what I was expecting because it literally was all lies so and what's so funny to go based off Adela's story is that me and Shawnee's story is completely the opposite. Like, I feel like every time that we have personal conversations with you, Adela, it's like, oh, like, you kind of were given that family persona where you believed it yourself. Whereas, like, for me personally, I'm not going to speak on Shawnee's behalf, but, like, for me personally, I knew that wasn't the fucking truth. You know what I mean? Like, behind closed doors, my family was a completely different dynamic than what it actually was and yeah 
it was such toxicity that it, it wasn't even something that you could go along with. Yeah, I feel like for for me, I felt the same, like, in a way, like, ha- I felt like half and half. I felt like I didn't think that we were the perfect family, but I knew that shit was, like, fucked up, but I still wanted people to think that we were okay, but I knew that people knew that we weren't okay, if that makes sense. Like, I knew people knew that we weren't okay, but I would still want them to think that we're okay, even though I knew that they knew. Because I didn't want to seem like, I don't know, like I wasn't like everybody else. I didn't have everybody else like a really happy, you know, picture perfect family, even though Mm. nobody really is. But in general, when it comes to comparisons and like other people's opinions, I know I have such a strong mindset that like even with you guys, when we've had personal conversations like in my room and I'm like, I, w- I know it's a mental thing, so it's hard to put it in these words, but I, it makes me so sad when people care so much about others' opinions, because mm-hmm. I'm like, realistically, for me, in my mind, I'm like, but why? You know what I mean? And that's the same thing with families. Like, why? Truly, 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 why do you give a fuck about anybody else when really you should be worrying about yourself and all that matters about you is what you think? Yeah. realistically that's just my honest opinion for me personally at the end of the day so I feel like like relating it back to this topic it's kind of like why are you letting other people judge your family why do you care so much about what people say about your family how your family is looked at you know what I mean like it, mm-hmm. it's just sad that it has to be like that or that comparisons are made you know I definitely I mean? see that now as an adult but as a child I didn't I didn't have that concept or that idea of like but now as an adult, I can see that everybody's family is fucked up. Like, there is not a single family out there that is not fucked up, that something hasn't happened, or that there's somebody in there that's crazy, or somebody in there that talks shit, or somebody in there that just likes to cause drama. There's always something with a family. Always. And I know that now, so I'm not afraid to be like, yeah, well, yeah, my family is kind of crazy, because I'm sure yours is too. Um, so now I can, I'm just like, yeah, my family is, like, not perfect, but... I don't care what you think about my family. It's about what I think about my family. Mm-hmm. And if I still want to be around my family, I'm still going to be around my family, whether you want me to or not. Or if I don't want to be around them, I'm not going to be around them whether you want me to or not. Whether you think it's, like, not moral for me to not be around my family just because they're family. Like, just because they're family doesn't mean I have to be around them or hang out with them or love them or care for them. Right. Yeah. It's like satisfying somebody else, but it's your life. And that's never made any sense to me. Another thing growing up Hispanic, and I'm sure we can all relate, is like our parents using physical punishment. Mm. The chancla was a scary ass thing. The chancla was like, at least for us, I or at least like me, I don't know about Ash because, you know, she's the youngest. She was the baby. But for me, the chancla was like the scary thing. Like if something went wrong in the house if I did something to Ashley because I was the older sister so if I did something to her um which one day I did I'll get to that story in one second um then the chancla was like a little like reminder of like hey you better get in line you better you know step up you better be the good big sister and shit you know (laughs) oh the little story is okay it's gonna be really quick right long story short I had something that Ashley wanted. We were like five or six or something like that. I had something that Ashley wanted. It was like a little toy ring that I got and like a Happy Meal or something like that, whatever. I threw it across our room and Ash like ran after it 
she bumped into the fucking wall and we had a library on our wall and the library fell down on her literally the li- the whole library everything fell down on her even the wood fell on her yeah. right my dad woke up <laughs> as just like fucking dying over there my dad woke up mad as hell he just came home for like a third shift or something like that and my dad was mad as hell he brought the chancla to like intimidate me and at this point, I was just sobbing my eyes out because I didn't know if Ash was alive or not. Oh, no. I was, like, under all the books and the DVDs and the, like, wooden shelves. Bro. Poor Ash. Literally, all yeah, you saw was, was just fine. her legs, like, flying out. Oh, That's no. the thing. Like, I was so, like, treviosa as, like, like, a child. Like, I was so wild and just like didn't care about my life so i was i was chilling but but yeah so she tried to kill me basically please but it's crazy because like that i'm just i'm so against like physical punishment now especially like having been in the field that i was in that i know that there's different ways to teach children and have children learn things whether it be emotional or big concepts or um good right from wrong like there is so many better ways than physical punishment is literally not going to get you anywhere it might even make the child do the things that you don't want to do even more just out of resentment you having caused what was an accident which you probably thought was your fault that ashley was under there which actually isn't it's ashley's fault for having ran over there but it's not even her fault hey it was literally (laughs) it's not even her fault because she didn't like purposely make the books fall on her. Like, yeah. a child is not going to do that to themselves. Maybe Ashley would, but... Uh, my point is, like, you get in punished for what is an accident. Now you're just scared of even telling them the truth or telling them that Ashley's hurt no. because you're scared that you're going to get in trouble. And, like, what is that doing for anybody? That's literally not doing any good for anybody. I was even scared to curse. I used to spell out my curse words when I was, like, in the fifth grade. I used to go to my older brothers and literally spell out fuck. I'd literally be like, F-U-C-K-U. And they were like, say it with your chest. And I was like, no, because you know that they're going to bring the chancla to me. Like, Yeah, I feel like punishment like that just teaches you to not, like, show your emotions or express yourself. It just makes you suppress everything and not want to say anything or bring anything up, even if it's important. Yeah. Yeah, not even suppress it. Like, a lot about child development is... I feel like psychologically, if you are punished a lot as a kid, it could, like, teach you to be sneaky, Mm -hmm. but not even that, not even being, like, sneaky and resenting your parents in certain ways, like, subconsciously, in your mind, you're always going to think, maybe in your future relationship developments, that, like, oh, this relates to this. Like, you're not even going to think twice about it. You're like, oh, if I do this then I'm going to be punished or something's going to be taken away from me. Mm. You know what I mean? Or like certain learning experiences, you might experience them differently from somebody else because you know what the outcome will be because you have that deep down fear that was instilled in you when you were a child, which is crazy. But I feel like the whole communication thing just relates back to like, they want you to do it their way. Mm -hmm. They're not really trying to learn how to create that balance with you and it's almost even like against you where it's like they can't comprehend why you're feeling the way that you do because you're not communicating the way that they want you yeah. to with yeah. them. Yeah, And, you know and what? that sucks. Yeah, it really does. And you know what? Another thing about being physical or like showing like 
violence in a way, like with a chancla or, you know, a belt or, you know, a spank or things like that uh, to a child, it literally can be so simple. You think it's so simple and you think it's showing just a punishment, but then they could grow up and let's say, you know, they can grow up and they'll be in a relationship and they get, you know, harmed. They get physical harm from their partner and they're like, oh no, like this is just love because... You know, if you ever got a spank or it's a just pow normal. Power, yeah, it's just normal. And after you got something like that, like a little punishment like that, your parent would then come to you while you're crying your eyes out and be like, no, you know that I love you. It's just that I had to show you, you know, that you were doing that wrong or something like that. And they'll try to coddle you and they'll Facts. try to show you that it's just out of love. Yeah. And then you grow up as an adult and you may think that, you know, if you get harmed by your partner, oh, it's just because they love you. Yeah. You weren't even allowed to be mad at them for punishing you. Yeah. But it's okay to have messed up and move on and grow up and, you know, like when I mess up or do something wrong, I can admit it and then move on and I grew from that experience and whatever. But mm-hmm. um, moving on from this topic, on to something a little bit uh, bright and cheery. I really like that the Hispanic household really tries to preserve the Hisp- like the Spanish language yeah. because... Like, I know people that are Hispanic and can't speak Spanish. And to me, it's just like, why did your parents do that to you when they speak Spanish and they just did, chose not to teach you Spanish when I feel like it's such a valuable thing to speak two languages? Yeah, definitely. I've, I've talked to Aunt about how when we have our kids, I can't wait to be able to teach them how to speak Portuguese and to speak Spanish. And they're literally going to, you know, go into school and already know three freaking languages. And I'm going to be so, so excited cool. for that. And I think I feel, like you said, really sad about other people who grew up in Spanish households or Hispanic households, and they just don't know the language. Mm -hmm. They can't, you know, read, they can't write, they can't speak in Spanish, and they just kind of lose out on that community, in a sense. They're still part of the community, but, you know, like, they don't get to enjoy all the benefits in a way. Yeah, I feel like they try to disassociate themselves with, like, the language and like their financial status like when we were talking about like saving plastic bags and blah 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 all really because there's so much insecurity of like um families that come from other countries like for example like dr pr nicaragua like wherever you know what i mean and when they come here to the united states it's kind of that stigma of like oh you have to be fully what they say like american Mm-hmm. which is like uh, doesn't really make sense you know what I mean so they try to disassociate themselves from that idea completely mm-hmm. and then they lose their own sense of identity or like their partial identity in order to like fit in but it's really just stemming from insecurities for you to fit into a society that it's like but why yeah why mm-hmm. are you trying to fit in why can't you just be yourself yeah but I really like that our families did teach us Spanish and spoke Spanish and I really want that for my children as well to speak Spanish and understand Spanish and I, I really do think it's so valuable like I there's so many like I'm just gonna say American people that um have come up to me throughout my life and just been like wow like I wish that I could speak two languages and to me it's like nothing because like there's people that can speak 14 languages and to me that's like fucking amazing but people think that just speaking english and spanish is so cool when to me it's just basic Mm -hmm. but it just shows you like how cool it really is to be able to speak two languages yeah 
Yeah, and even in jobs nowadays, like, a lot of them require people that are bilingual. Yeah. Because it's so well-known. It's sad when, when people don't know or aren't willing to even learn. Well, on that note, ending it on kind of a good note, um, we're going to say goodbye and thank you to Ashley for being here with us today. We love yeah. having you. Thank you guys for having me on season two, XOXO. So, girlies, like we said, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at girlsnightpodcast underscore. Follow us on TikTok at girlsnightpodcast. And we'll see you, girlies, next Thursday for the next Girls, Girls Night. Night. Love you. Girls Night.